<laughs> Welcome, everybody. Ramona is welcoming you to the Monster Baby Podcast. Those sounds you hear are, in fact, a live human being. A happy baby. That is here in the Monster Baby Podcast uh, planetary orbit. <laughs> so this episode is our episode welcoming Lisa into the realm of motherhood. Ooh, welcoming Ramona into the realm of the world. Yeah, and it's been a while, a hot minute, as we say in yeah. the episode. Uh, but uh, yeah, we sort of recount Lisa's experience of giving birth and stepping into this new world. Yeah, so things have changed, and we're talking we're talking about it. Yeah, and uh, we don't have a whole lot of time to do this intro because we got a baby here who might be making noise soon. Yeah. So let's get you into the episode. Glad you're with us. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm Ted Damizon. I'm Lisa Rowland. <laughs> this is Monster Baby. On we go. Bye. Been a, it's been a while. Uh, been a hot minute. Is that right? A hot minute? What That's is a hot right. minute? That's right, Ted. It's been What's, a... It's what been does a hot minute mean? A short time. A well, long time. In this case, it means a long time. It's been a minute. It's been a very cool minute. Uh, yeah, and a lot has happened since... A lot has happened since we last yeah. gathered for the Monster Baby podcast. Yeah. I life, mean, life is entirely different. I mean, I got vaccinated. Exactly. <laughs> So let's talk about that. Actually, feel... life is different in so many ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. On a on a personal and global, at least national scale. Right. On right. a very very intimate scale, and then on a very widespread scale. Yeah. I do. Uh, interesting note. I know this is not the this is not the main event, but I do want to just note that today, driving over, we're at Lisa's apartment. Uh, this was the first time. <laughs> That I forgot to bring a mask wherever I was going. Because I knew, I, I mean, I didn't know. I realized as I got out of my car, like, oh, I don't even have a mask with me. Uh-huh. I'm not going to any public spaces, so that's fine. But yeah. I was like, oh. Oh. Whoa, that feels different. Look at this. Yeah, totally. And we're so close. Yeah. I mean, Tuesday, all mask restrictions, in, at least in San Francisco, are lifted. Are lifted. Everything is going. It's like capacity limits are lifted. Mask restrictions are lifted. Yeah. It's bore back to normal. And apparently, I read this morning that, uh, well, not apparently, I read. I did read that (laughs) apparently (laughs) there are... Evidently, you were reading this morning. Seven seven states that have reached over 50% of the population vaccinated. Six of the seven are New England. (laughs) I'm like, all right. Wow. All right, home people. All right. And California is not the seventh. No. But, But San Francisco. I'm sure. Very... 80%. 80% 80%. 80% of... Of residents have been vaccinated. Wow. Okay. Here we go, San Francisco. Yeah. Too bad we've got 6 million tourists coming from all over the world. Yeah. Well, sure. Okay. Okay, well... In any case, that's not the biggest news. <laughs> no. No. We have a new... We have a monster baby. <laughs> There's a monster baby in the world. There's a baby sleeping in the next room. Yeah. And oddly enough, it's your baby. It's... <laughs> It is odd, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy that I would be pregnant and have a baby. What are the odds of that? And that it would be in your home. And that it would be here. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you... Yeah. Uh, she came. This is the brave new world. She and came. She arrived. Uh, March 25th. Okay, March 25th, 2021. That's name? It. Ramona Mackenzie Rowland is her is name. the great reveal. And she's awesome. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, so she's she's almost she's almost twelve weeks. She's eleven weeks mm-hmm. old today. Okay. Eleven weeks ago. Oh. Eleven weeks ago exactly. She was one hour old. Happy birth week. Yeah. She was one hour old at this she time. She was born at eight twenty six in the morning. Okay. Uh, and she's healthy. Happy. She's so good. Huge. She's big. She's rocking the H's. She's rocking. Yeah. She's really great. She's uh, she's longer than babies are at her age. <laughs> her doctor was like, she's off the charts. Long baby. She uh, is her mother's daughter, which is great. Do you think of yourself as long? Uh, now that I can stand upright, no. Okay. But because she can't, calling a baby tall is kind of funny, right? Right. Yeah. Right. But do you know if you were long as a baby? I was a long baby. Okay. But she was born longer than I was. <laughs> it sounds like surfboards. I know it's funny, but it's like these are. It's like you like learn this language around babies. Mm-hmm. Like babies are long; they're not tall. They're. It's like how many weeks old? Not really. How many months old? Until they're like, you know, yeah. until they're like four months or whatever. It's like she's right. eleven weeks old, not two months old. When do you graduate from weeks to months and from months to years? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, people will be like, she's twenty-two months well, instead of yeah, you know. That's a lot of months. But I think you go by months until like two. Like I don't hear people say she's thirty months old. Okay. She's right. two and a half. And I love to see now you have this frame of reference when you say, I don't hear people say this. You're now in a world where you are among people I who am, say these things. Yeah. I still don't, I'm still not occupying that room. Right. You're not, you're not talking to a lot of people with kids. I don't hear people say 30 months old. I also generally don't hear people say <laughs> two and a 20, half. 20 months old. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. But, Okay. Yeah, you're like part of a you, yeah. you've officially joined like the clutch. Totally. It's like mothers. it's yeah, it's cool. It's super cool. All right. So I mean, where do we even begin? I know exactly. It's like There's okay. like identity and motherhood and birth and yeah. Yeah, and and just all of this, I imagine uh like okay, insights about life and sort of reset and complete worldview change. Mm-hmm. Also Oh, threads of mindfulness and improvisation are a bit, are, you know, if you pause and totally. catch, catch your breath for a moment, like, it's got to be everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, well, where do you want to begin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got something? Uh, well, I had, there are two thoughts. One is before she was even born. Yeah. You had this story that I don't think we ever told on the podcast of, like, of maybe the week before. Being locked in the closet? Being locked in the closet. Oh, my God. And there were like so many. Oh my god! Yeah, it's so funny. It seems like years ago, right? Yeah, <laughs> it does. It feels like. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> dear readers, readers, <laughs> listeners, um, on my due date. So she came. Well, on my due date, which was March seventeenth. I went up to feed my neighbor's cats. She was gone. She was going to be back later that evening and her and changed the litter and stuff. And the litter is in the closet. So I went into the... This is the sort of short version. I went into the closet, changed the litter, squatted down my enormous body carrying nine-month-old Ramona, who I hadn't met yet, um, 
squatted down, sort of lost my balance a little bit. I was fine, but I just sort of leaned against the wall. It was a t- it was like a tight space, and the door, and I leaned against the door. Door clicked shut. Clicked shut. And I like did my stuff in there, and then I got up and I t- went to open the door, and the and the knob came off in my hand. Like... And the door is still shut, and the knob is now no longer on the door. And I like looked into the little. It's an ancient building, so like these fixtures are old, old, old glass cr- kind of cut glass handle. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked into the mechanism, and I reached in to get it, but it pushed the spindle of the doorknob further back oh. into the door. So I'm like, okay, this is one of these rut row. This is nine months pregnant. In a closet. In a closet. Third floor. Yeah. And like, second floor. Second floor. There's a window in the closet. So immediately my mind is like, okay. Oh, this was also 15 minutes before an improv. The last class of the quarter at Stanford started. Right. right. That I was going to teach virtually. So I like went through my... (laughs) Yeah. So I just like very, very quickly sort of like, I got very, very calm and I got very accepting. And I was like, okay. You might miss your class. Got it. Waste no more emotional energy on that. I They'll be that. fine. If I if I miss the class, fine. Like, yeah. done. They're but good. the first step was like, you are locked in a closet. Yes. You are nine months pregnant and you are locked in a closet. In a home where the resident is out of town. Right. And a key factor, you don't have your phone. I don't yet. have my phone. So I'm like, okay. So that So those are the facts. Right, like so. Here's the reality just, we're accepting. Well, let's just take a moment to let that let that settle for yeah. the, the readers, listeners. Yeah, for the readers, yes, the readers at home. Um, so I so I like let go of the missing the class. I was like, okay, consequence number one of this, I might miss the class. Okay, fine, I can handle that, and they can handle that. Consequence number two, I might go into labor <laughs> because I had already been for two weeks, sort of like, well, could be, be any time, yeah. could be any time. Um, Could go into labor, and then and I was I was like, well, people give birth in all sorts of places. If it if I give okay, my mom when I was telling her the story later, she's like, what if you had to go to the bathroom? I was like, well, there was a litter box in the closet. <laughs> just gonna have to scratch a little bit. So I would have so that would have been fine. Um, oh, that's funny. Anyway, yeah. So ultimately, I like went through her her things in the closet. I was like, okay, I could scream for help. There's a window. Maybe somebody would hear me and they could come in the front door and open the door. I I shouldn't climb out the window. (laughs) That would be a bad idea. Yeah, that's probably not a good idea. But I considered it. You know, it's like I considered all the things. And then ultimately I found a a first aid kit that had um, surgical tweezers in it. And and got the tweezers and reached into the mechanism of the doorknob and pulled the spindle through. And then held it in place while I screwed the knob back on, and somehow it like caught enough to open. Lisa MacGyver rolling. It was amazing. Nice. So that was yeah. So that it, that was a kind of funny story. Um, and then eight days later, she came. Eight days later, she came. So it was quite a while after that. Six but... days later, I went into labor, and then eight days later, she came. Yeah. Okay. And for you readers and listeners, let's do the math. That's two days of labor. <laughs> That's right. Tuesday night went into labor. Thursday morning she came. Uh, yeah, delivered her. Delivered her at home. It was awesome. With a midwife, uh, and my sister and my mom. Yeah. Labored and delivered here. The female wisdom collective. Felt so good. It felt so. It was great. I mean, it, you know, it's it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say felt real so good. Um, 
But I felt really good about how it happened. Yeah. I felt super, super good about how it happened. Yeah. That, Just like so, support, so, so, so supported and engaged. Now, after, afterwards, you, the, when you talked about in the conversations we've had about it, about the birth, you have described it as that you were able to stay present, that you felt yeah. like you were right there. I've never been more present. Yeah. And and that in that sense, it was like uh, one of the most spiritual experiences you've ever had, or the most, or... You know, that was actually not what made it spiritual. Okay. That's true, is like... So I, I'm curious about both of these, the yeah. present part and the spiritual part. So the present part is like, uh, uh, there was no passage of time. There, mm-hmm. I didn't like... I was unconcerned or unaware of like how much time had passed since this mm. thing began. Mm. After about, so it started on 8.30 on Tuesday night and, and then I was sort of in it, like pretty deep in it l- later that night, right? Like 10, 10.30, 11, t- midnight, right? So it's sort of like labored through Tuesday night and, and Wednesday day and Wednesday night and, and... When I was like, when it was really going, it was like, there's no, I couldn't tell you how long it's been since I started this. And I can't, I, like. You're not thinking, oh my God, I'm so And I'm not so thinking tired. how much longer is this going to go. Like, right. just no, no thought of future yeah. or past. Yeah. It was like, I, I feel what my body is doing and I'm, and I'm helping it do that. Or I'm asleep. Mm-hmm. Like, deep asleep in between contractions. Mm-hmm. Like, de- like, snoring, dreaming, asleep. Wow. Wow. For two minutes, three minutes at a time, and then and then having another contraction. Wow. So, like, that's the presence. It was like, oh, there's nothing else. There's mm. nothing else. And it took all of my, all of my attention and energy just to, like, help my body do, be, be where it was, like, do yeah. the job, do okay. this job. Yeah. In every moment. And what's the help that you're giving? You know, that was, that was, uh, that ended up being the relationship that I had to like labor, which was instead of like, I need to brace myself for this. Or some people say, your body knows what to do. You need to get out of the way. Yeah. I was sort of like, my body has a really hard job that it's never done before. Okay. And I'm here to help, to help it do, to support it while it does that. Almost like you're midwifing your own body. Totally. Like I'm midwifing my own body. And so the way that I thought about it was like, I am here to be the container in which this very hard job is done. Wow. And so my job is to be strong enough to to let my body work it out. Mm Mm-hmm. So fascinating. And like questions of the self come up. Like, exactly. well, like what is, who is I? Because yeah, am I yeah. my body? Am I, like, what, what is the I that is different than what, than my body, than what my body is doing? I don't know. But that, but it was like, I'm, my job is to hold, a, it's like to create a safe, strong container so that you can do hard, a hard, right. hard thing. And in the middle of it somewhere, I was like, oh my God, this is parenting. <laughs> like my job is to create a safe, strong container so that you can do hard things. Wow. So that so that you can do hard things that I believe that you can do. Mm-hmm. That was the other piece of it. I believe you can do this. <laughs> this is like the self cheerleader. Totally. Yeah. It was because Coach. I was like I, you know, it's crazy. It's like I am utterly out of control. I have I my like conscious self has nothing to do with what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. So. And I think it's, I think it really goes funky when you think. 
you can control it. Right. <laughs> you know, so I was like, all right. So this is where like mindfulness, sort of like curiosity and kindness mm. of like, okay, I don't know what this is going to be like. I wonder what this is going to be like. This is hard and new. And the reason you're going to feel like you can't do it is because you've never felt it before. Mm. But like, of course it's hard. You've never done it before. It's a brand new thing and it's a really hard thing. You're doing a very, very hard thing. Mm -hmm. So like those moments of pain and doubt and questioning were like answered by this relationship that I had to it, to the process. Yeah, fascinating. It was, it was just so cool. So the, so... That was what I mean by helping. Okay. So of that, like, of like, just like, tr- trust it. It's trust. It's like, I'm going to be here. And I trust that you're okay, that you can do this. Yeah. You body, you're good. You got right, this. Right. I just heard about uh, some studies that have been done recently. I haven't gotten to read them yet, but uh, on psychedelics and that there's yeah. research coming out of psychedelics that maybe you saw this to suggest that we are not... Uh, commanded by some central self that you know operates tells our tells ourselves what to do Uh but that it's like we've got all these different parts and there's no real leader it's like a council wow and it's kind of like mm, figuring out it's like an organism that figures stuff out Uh together and and psychedelics like open that up gain access to all the parts that's right great and so then you can see that oh they're working in tandem or unison somehow but there's no leader that's cool right so it means that like each of the different parts of us there's not like a director yeah but there might be somebody who's a okay my job is to be the coach yeah my job is to pay attention to how well are we getting along yeah and i can see we're getting okay yeah we need more from you yeah less from you but it's not because I'm the leader. It's just that's my role. Uh-huh. Right? So I love hearing about this midwife, cheerleader, coach side of you. Totally. Coaching the other parts of you. Stepping up in that moment because it, it needed, like was co- needed. It didn't feel them. like coaching. It felt like I'm going to... You've... Well, if, cheer, cheerleader, yeah. I think, is more... It's yeah. like, you've got this, body. You've got this. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just going to be here for it. Right. I'm just going to... Like, I just... I think the helping is like believing and trusting. Believe I believe you can do it. Yeah. I believe I can do it. I believe my body can do it. And I trust I trust that it's going to make it through. Right. And so that part is like, that's not your executive director. That's just, that was the role for that day that needed to step up. Yeah. And then now it recedes into the background and somebody else yeah. steps forward. So yeah. it so seems cool. right in line with that. But I love this notion of normally we think of our body as ourself. And in that moment, you you had the clear distinction. Yeah. Some awareness was different. Well, and part of it is like I'd spent nine months. My body was on a ride that I was oh, out of enough. control. Like it's like I was very used to, to like witnessing this thing happening mm-hmm. that I was not driving. Interesting. Like I decided to get pregnant. Right. But like changes were happening and pain, various pains and aches and growth and shape shifting and you know that it's like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then there's somebody else's body inside my body. Right. Right. right? Like doing its own thing. So right. there's a lot of like practice getting out of being out of control of my body. So the shape shifting when you became the werewolf, that was a real mind blower first time. Right. Oh, yeah. Middle of the night, you're waking up and like just boom. Man, there's not in the pregnancy books. <laughs> they don't tell you. They don't tell you that's going to happen. But it's good to get used to getting up in the middle of the night as a werewolf because you're going to have to get up in the middle of the night to feed the baby. So just got to watch the teeth and the yeah. claws. <laughs> Because babies are soft. 
it might scare the cats and you might have to do a little more extra vacuuming on the couch in the morning but yeah yeah okay all right so that's the presence that's the presence thing and then the spirituality thing was like i think the process of like I've heard you talk about spirituality of like a relationship with mystery. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, that's not it. Well, I have said that. It felt sort of like, <laughs> it felt sort of like communication across planes of existence, mm-hmm. which I feel like spirituality sort of is. Okay. Planes meaning like living and dead or time planes? What, what kind of planes are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> That's the whole point. It's a mystery. I don't know. Exactly. Should I just say that? I'm just trying to figure out. Like, there were times when I when I felt like... Like I was communicating with her. And she was not on my... We were not existing in the same plane yet. Oh, okay. It's like reaching... It's like when I have attended births before, the feeling I have is... I have traveled to the center of the universe, and I have wa- I have watched a person travel to the center of the universe. When you've attended other people's births, yes. When I've attended other people's births, it's like you watch a a person give birth, and there's a moment when they leave, they go somewhere else, something else takes over. Oh wow! It's really incredible, and it's like oh she's where she needs to be, and that is not where I am. And this is the mama you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. And like our bodies are in the same place, but she's responding to a whole different thing. Wow. And it's primal. I mean, super, super primal. And you you can t- tell. It's like she's somewhere else. Uh-huh. And so that's what I mean, I guess. Interesting. Is like there's this like, oh, like... I went somewhere and I came back with a baby. (laughs) Sweet. Yeah. That's kind of, it was like. Did you imagine, you just made a gesture with your hand, like diagonally down. Did you experience it as going down somewhere? Yeah. It's like to the center of the universe. That could be up. I don't know where the center of the universe is. Oh, I guess the center of the earth. I mean. Okay. Yeah. But so you went, yeah, you go down. I mean, I get. I don't know. I guess. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I and can't. I can't. I can't pin that down. No, no images. <laughs> yeah, and when you go, <laughs> I'm being goofy. But, but deep. It feels deep. deep. It feels very, very deep. I like when you go to. A yeah, deep, yeah. I didn't feel like I was going to space. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. This is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It um, felt like earth, earthy, like right. depth of right, like where it all begins. That's so cool. The essential place. Right. You go to that place because that's the place where this shit happens. Right. And then you come back with a baby. And because that's where she is. I mean, it's like that's it's sort of like a germinal place. Oh, she's there. And it and that and, and that's inside. Oh uh, yeah. You know, and you like and like that's also very powerful that like what is most spiritual is like most it's not outside. Uh-huh. It's deeper inside, yeah. right? Yeah. So in the same way that labor was like half out of body experience, half like so in body experience, like yeah. the most embodied I've ever been. I've never paid that much attention to my body, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, in the same way, it's like you you go somewhere, but also it's like you're just you go as as in into you can the go. yeah yeah yeah. So cool. It's more internal than. 
<laughs> it was super, it was wild. And like my relationship to it now is like, I loved it. Mm. I loved it. I didn't have an opinion of it while it was happening. It was very hard. It was very, right. very hard. Sure, I imagine. But like, I love, I, I'm, I remember one of the reasons I wanted to have a kid. I was talking to Patricia Ryan Madsen about this. Um, who is one of our improv mentors for our readers at home. <laughs> uh, New readers. And talking about like the back when I was thinking about having a kid and talking about the reasons why. And I was like, I think it's because one of my values is on full engagement. Like one mm. of my values is like, I want to, I want to do, I want to know what it's like to exist sort of to the ends of my being. I want to mm. use it all. And so I think that's what I loved about it was like, mm-hmm. oh, that was an experience I have never had before. And I love that I got to have it. So like one of the things that I loved about not being in a hospital is not having to protect my experience from people who want me to do it a certain way. Oh, interesting. You just get to have it on your own. I just get to do it. Yeah. And I was very, that is such a personal choice for Mm -hmm. people who are Mm -hmm. having babies. Like some people are so much more comfortable in a hospital, right? Like hospitals are, are, yeah, would enable them to have a relaxed, right. a relaxed experience. Um, and I was really happy to do it here. Now I had a super empowering midwife and like a very, you know, who was like, you're, you know what to do. She was like pretty hands off. Cause she's like, I sort of stay out of the way while you're laboring. Cause you don't need me. So it's <laughs> such a different model. Totally. Yeah. You don't need me. Your body will know what to do. And, and then, you know, I, I'm happy to provide guidance if you need it. In the category of probably premature, two premature questions. Yeah. Uh, would you want to do it again? Like deliver a baby? Yeah. Which part? Well, you're describing it as like this really beautiful experience and that you found something that you had never found. and, and I, I, It's not the kind of thing that's like, oh, I want to go get that. I want to get that back. Yeah. No. It's, I, I don't not. I figure I'm done having babies. Uh-huh. I figure that she's my, she's my ride or die. Okay. She's my she's my one and done. <laughs> ride or die. <laughs> okay. But, uh, you know, but it, so it's not like oh I I crave the birth experience again. I loved it. I uh-huh. loved it. Uh huh. But I I loved what, I loved what it was. Yeah. I loved getting to experience it. And mm. love the sensations. It was very hard. It was very painful. And I felt like my body was going to break apart. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, I have talked. But, but that is not the overwhelming experience of it. The pain is not the overwhelming right. experience of it. This is the example I use when talking about the difference between pain and suffering mm-hmm. in mindfulness classes. And, you know, I've never given birth, obviously, but I've never even been at a birth. But the, the notion of you can be in pain without suffering if it has this context and That's you've got great, support and 100% being yeah. without suffering. Yeah. So it's the, it's the attachment to wanting it to be something different or not having a story to place it in a context that makes the pain into the suffering. Yeah. And so this sounds like it was painful, but I didn't, it was not suffer. I did not suffer. Right. It was like celebratory pain in a way. Mm-hmm. I was like, yep, let's, let's go. Bravo. This is my job. Or, That's what it was. This is my job. Mm. My job right now is to feel this. Yeah. To feel this and to move through it. Purposeful. It felt very right. Yeah, very purposeful. Yeah. And it was a long ass time. <laughs> right. 30, 32 hours? 36 hours. 36 hours. hours. 
Yeah, yeah. and that four-hour difference from 32 to 36 it's makes plenty, is a big yeah. difference. It's the, every, I earned every single one of those hours. That's how I feel. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, and now I like look around and I'm like, man, people who have had babies, y'all are warriors, you know? Well, and there are people who've had many babies. Yes. Yes, in any way, like you have grown, a, you've grown a baby, you've you've parented, you've mothered, like just the whole process is yeah. like, oh, like you were saying, it's like, oh, you're a part of a new, and you're a new tribe. I'm like, I see the world in different. Yep. Okay, so yeah, take us there. What what do you see differently? I, there's now? just I've never felt more solidarity. I've never felt more solidarity than I do with people who have babies, mm-hmm. who have had kids, like. With all parents or with particularly with new parents? With all parents. Yeah. Because they get it. Did you get a card? Like an ID card? Did you get stamped? <laughs> did, somebody, did somebody show up at the door and be like, Lisa? Don't need <coughs> it. Don't need it. Don't You're now it. in. I, have a, I got a baby. That's my card. <laughs> it's a secret pass. Yeah. Yeah, that's, per, that's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. That's pretty wild. It's like things like... You know, I went out to lunch with my friend who also has a baby and we were like orbiting the table. Like none, neither. We were never sitting down and eating at the same time. It was oh, like yeah. one of us was up and bouncing. One of us was down and nursing. Both of us were up and moving. We were swaying. We were rocking. We were just like, f- f- calm the baby. Eat when you can, you know. Yeah. Oh. Speaking of which. Speaking of which, Ramona's up. Anyway, and this this pair of older women at a table next to us, just like full of knowing glances, like smiles, nice. like, you're doing great. You're doing yeah. great. You know, it's like they probably had grown babies. Right. One moment. Pause number one. Okay. So we're now in phase two of the post-birth podcast production. Yeah. And... Uh, Appropriately, Ramona has joined us, so we'll see. She's just quietly waking up right now in my arms, but we'll see. We'll, I'm sure you'll hear her. Right, so yeah, if you hear soft, gurgling baby sounds in the or background. really loud crying. It will actually be what it is. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, we were, I was driving with her, and she was miserable. And I pulled off the freeway in... You know, like, it was like a, high, a high, Highway 12. So it was like a two-road, yeah. two-lane highway, you know. Um, so I just, like, exited, and I was, like, in a neighborhood, and I pulled off in front of, just, like, pulled up to the, to a curb and stopped, and she was crying. And one thing that will quiet her is if I get out and pull her car seat out and swing it, like these long swings, yeah. like, through my legs. Like, you know, just, she loves it. And so it quieted her right away. And it, but it's like a physical move. It's like a big move. So I was like standing on the sidewalk doing this thing. And a, a window opened from the house that I was doing this in front of. And I hear and this woman like leans her head out and goes, get it, mama. And I was like, oh, this woman knows. She gets it. She's been here. And I was like, oh, thank you. And she's like, if you need water or the bathroom, just let me know. Come on in. Like immediate. You know, and there's something about like, oh, I see you. I see you working. Mm-hmm. You're doing a great job. Yeah. I support you. You know, it's like that. Yeah. So, yeah. so beautiful. It's really beautiful. And you're, you are part of a, I don't know what you call it, social club or like a, a group of, a support group. A new mom circle. A new mom circle. Yeah. Yeah. 
that you guys get together in the in the park and yeah. picnic and it was like a facilitated six week Zoom Zoom series Zoom now series it would would have been in person, although I have to say having a mute button is real nice when you're mm. meeting with twelve moms of new babies. It's like really nice that everybody can mute themselves because mm-hmm. it would be overwhelming if not. Anyway, the facilitated group was great because it was like every class tackled a different discussion of like identity partnership um your relationship with your mother Mm. your relationship with your with with emotions and what that means about your relationship to your baby's crying and like how you can work with yourself and like cool cool Mm -hmm. pieces of that um and then we started meeting a second time a week in person in the park and now the facilitated group is done but we're still meeting yeah and it's all babies, you know, who were born in the in a four month window. So it's like, I think the oldest baby at the first group was twelve weeks old, okay. and the youngest was four days old. I was like, I can't imagine. I can't four believe days. Yeah. Yikes. Emmett. Emmett was four days old. Um. Yeah, and it's great. So it's like a lovely community to have. Everybody's on maternity leave, so everybody's time is super open. Yep. And it's nice to be in a place where it's like. You just have constant permission all the time to talk about nothing but babies. Right, right. The, the word, you use the word solidarity. It just seems like that kind of mutual recognition, mutual support, and like to yeah. have the collective be able to buoy all yes. the ships, right? And the, it's like, you know, we're all in a WhatsApp group. And so like sometimes there'll be middle of the night messages that go out that are like, oh my God, this kid hasn't slept in two hours. And somebody's up yeah. to be like, I feel you. Hang in there. Mm-hmm. And that's all it takes. You know, yeah. it's like I'm not alone in the night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What percentage of those moms are single moms? One other. One other. There's one other single mom, yeah. which is so great. It was so great. I wasn't expecting any to be. And neither was she. And yeah. it's so nice to have another single mom in the in the group. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm delighted that you found that group because, you know, you... Obviously, you chose this to navigate this this uh story yeah um but to know that you've got people with you and experts and community mutual discoveries like community and, yeah. and it made me just think about yeah. like all the moms who have done this moms and, and parents who have done this for i was like it made me it gave me this new appreciation for my mom i was like how did you do this mm. like without Google and without texting your people and without, you know, it's like technology has made this a totally different experience. Sure. And she was living back east where they didn't have social community, really, because they had like transferred there. My dad's job had transferred there. And this was also before the time that like dads generally took a lot of time off. Like, you know, dad takes two weeks off, goes back to work. So wild. Which is crazy. From you know, like, mm-hmm. and so I was just like, "How did you do it?" And she's like, "What? You figure it out. <laughs> you just did it. You just do it. You know, it's like you just do it." Mm-hmm. She didn't experience the lack of these things because, mm-hmm. except for except for I think not having a a strong social community was tougher. But it, then she found it. Mm-hmm. You know, she found like mm-hmm. a little co op where it's like moms would trade watching the kids, and like every mom would get like a morning a week. <laughs> Off or to breathe, right? Yeah, like to their yeah. self, you know. Anyway, so that's it's just been that's been a cool. Piece. So it's, yeah, it sounds like it, it's activated a different level of. 
gratitude and then humility. Yeah. But I also imagine on the flip side of the humility, a different sense of power or like, I don't know. Do, do you feel like, Ooh, I'm now superhuman. Uh, you know, I've got the, I've done this and I'm doing this and you know, like a, a sort of an enlargement of your being in the world. Hmm. After I went through labor and delivery, I was like, I've just felt so proud. Right. I felt super, super proud. Yeah. And I do feel like, oh, this whole, like a trap door has been opened to a whole different set of experiences and feelings. Yeah. And like really, and I really like it. Mm -hmm. That's what I'll say. Yeah. So where does the, what, what have you learned or seen about improv in this? Like you haven't performed in a long time. Right. Uh, so that, and you haven't been artistic directoring yeah. for quite some time now. Yeah. Um, out of that world, out of that community. Yeah. Not like you've been exiled, just you haven't, you know, not participating on yeah. purpose. And I, and I, yeah, I dropped, I've really just dropped out. Right. So it, does that, where has that part of you gone or how is it showing up or like? You know, I realized that, uh, I hadn't taken a break mm -hmm. since I started. Started with? Bats. Yeah. It started with improv in the Bay, you know, in the Bay Area, graduating from college. Right. This is my first break. From improv? Yeah. In, what, 17 years? No, yeah, 16 uh, years, 15 16. years. It's, it's good. <laughs> it feels good. I probably should have done it a couple times. Sure. Should have taken. So take six months. Yeah. Do something different. Yeah. You know, it can, it, it, I think it built up to be like, no, but this is what I do. This is what happens on the weekends. Yeah. And it's exciting. And, and I like that I do it. Right. So it's like sort of attached on an identity level. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to be like, oh, I actually really, this is, this break has been really valuable. Uh-huh. Just to be in a different way. Uh-huh. I'm just thinking about your your web is your web page Lisa Roland Improviser or is that like your fa a Facebook business yeah, page? Yeah, Lisa Roland Improviser. Yeah, yeah. like uh, does that need to change? Lisa Roland Improviser and Mom. Or <laughs> we're all a million things. I know. Do you know what I mean? Um, like we're all a million things. Yeah. Um. So do you find your are are you noticeably using your improv skills day to day here or? Is it sort of I'm like, sure, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, I it's not know. a conscious thing of like. Yeah. Yeah. I make up a lot of songs. <laughs> I do a lot of making up songs. Any of them recorded? No. Okay. No. Well, no. I, maybe maybe you press Who the record button. Pooped in her diaper. Ramona pooped in her diaper. You know things like that. That's, <laughs> these are okay. the kinds of songs. Now maybe we don't need to record that one. Yeah. But uh, because there have been times when you have improvised songs in shows. <laughs> And I, or in rehearsals, and I've thought, oh my God, I wish that were recorded because yeah. that was a brilliant song. And that, those are not the songs that I'm making up right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if you bring Joshua Raul Brody over to your home while you're singing about just the poopy diapers. Just be around and provide, provide music. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? It's like there's so much, there's so much that remains to be seen about like, what, is it, <laughs> what does it take 
you know, like performing is a whole different investment of resources now because mm-hmm. it's like childcare and time and missing bedtime and right, right. right. There's just a whole other set of stuff. So, yeah. so the improv part of me, part of that, or my, I think it's improv and mindfulness is like, well, don't jump to any story about what it's, what it has to be like. Oh, good. Because you know, because you know, anything can happen. Right. Anything that you want to happen, you can make it happen. Cool. I think. Right. It's like. And you're? Are you feeling? Are you jonesing for performing at this point? You know, I, I I think it'll feel really really good. Yeah. I think it'll feel really good. It's a little bit different than jonesing. I'm not like, oh, this part of me is missing, but I think it'll feel amazing when I do. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a yeah. So tell us about Ramona. Who who is this creature? Who's she? I'm still I well I I don't know. Stay tuned. But right now she's has dark curly hair with this little tuft of hair that sticks straight up out of the top of her head, which is the cutest. A little rock star. She has kind of gray green eyes, and who knows what they'll turn into. She's a very long baby. She's like a big baby. Yeah, and and the. Uh... The general populace has is in agreement that she looks like a Roland. She looks very much mm-hmm. like a Roland. She the, looks like so me. You, you apparently don't think that. Oh no, no, no I see. Oh, it. Oh, you do. Okay, yeah, I do. Okay, I see it. It's funny though. It's like, like when she came out the first day she was born, I was like, oh, she's like. I think she looks like me. Like she's like us. Yeah. You know, she's like my family, mm-hmm. um, which is a real delight. Oh, God. It was like a real special... Just what a special thing. Um, it's a confirmation that she is, in fact, your baby. Well, yeah, but like plenty of babies come out not looking like their moms. Right. Oh, hi. Come here. Come on, baby doll. Yeah. Come on, baby doll. How about that? No? What about this? What about this? Oh, 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 um, Yeah, and she could have easily come out not looking like me. Right. But she looks like me. Oh, what a what a special thing. What a cool thing. Her hair is not red. However. It's not red. It's dark hair. And uh, she's got a great... Um, she sleeps. Good eater, good sleeper. Thank goodness. Figured out breastfeeding, which was an arduous journey mm-hmm. in the early days of her life. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't hear or register that until you've got one, I think. Mm-hmm. It's like... It's not... It's not simple. She seems very curious. She likes facing out when she sits with you. That's her favorite thing, facing out, looking at the world. Um, She's checking out the microphone right now. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cats, uh, they are, they're slowly building a relationship. Mostly the cats really like her because she has brought a lot of soft places for them to... Oh. Sit. Nestle, All of her right? furniture is great for them. <laughs> so I have the. I'm like in a battle with them about. I I've stopped getting them out of her little crib. Mm-hmm. I just put her in it, and they're like, "Nah, let's get out of here." Oh, interesting. Like they're lying in it, and I'm like, "Well, the baby's gonna sleep here. Uh huh. You guys can stay if you want. I don't know if that's like recommended, <laughs> but generally they don't stay. So." Uh, they are, Puck has finally forgiven me. Um, he's like re-approaching me. He kept his distance for a long time. Oh. But he's coming back. Healing is possible. He's coming back around. So okay. So my hopes that they're all besties. 
are alive. I, I, well, it's nice that the two cats have each other because yeah, they haven't been excluded from their brotherhood. That's right. So they've still got that. That's right. Well, they're very sweet now. They're, they've been very quiet. Sometimes they haven't been on our podcast. I know. There's somebody new who's making noise now. Okay, so tell us about uh, tell us about Ramona's name. Yeah. Oh my God. So here's something cool. So she's named Ramona. I just really love the name. Because you, you were considering a few. I was considering a few. Uh, I love the sound of Ramona Roland. I think it sounds so great. I love the double R. Uh, and then on the day that she was born, Beverly Cleary died who's the author of the Ramona books, Ramona the Pest, Ramona the Brave, Ramona, Beezus and Ramona, Ramona and her mother. It's like classic children's Mm -hmm. literature about this like spunky six-year-old named Ramona. And so Ramona was everywhere on the day that she was born, but she was born a few hours before Beverly Cleary died. Mm. So there's this like sort of beautiful universal Mm -hmm. wink, you know, Mm -hmm. of like Ramona's up. Good choice. Ramona's here. I wonder how many Ramonas I'd, were named that day. I do too. Right, later or, that, or, or that week or something. In the Yeah, like this year. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. from moms who remember reading Ramona books. Right. So that's cool. And then her middle name is Mackenzie. And Mackenzie is for my great uncle Tom, who's Thomas Mackenzie Craft, um, who's just like a really wonderful, loving, generous, attentive person i love the name also mm-hmm. but i love that it honors his spirit loving generous attentive those are good qualities to bestow upon yeah, a baby he's so wonderful and he's like a great example of somebody who is who lives the spirit of a good life not the law of a good life do you know what i mean so like hmm. he's a churchgoer but will often be like sometimes i skip sundays to work in my garden because that's also where i find god oh yeah nice. you know what i mean and like his thoughts and feelings around, like he's super supportive of me having a kid mm-hmm. alone. And he's super supportive of my sister and her wife. Even though it was like that, I think that took him some mm-hmm. figuring out. Some you know what I mean? Like some yeah. adjustment to his like beliefs and what he was used to and what he thought. So he's like a great example of somebody who pays attention and shifts and and it's all based in love. Cool. And so I, I like love that. Yeah. I just have always felt connected to him. I love the idea of infusing a child by their name mm-hmm. with the qualities of whoever was yeah. their forebears that That's, went into the name. Yeah. You know. I like it too. I, I I was sort of surprised at how important it was to me to like carry forward a name. Like I like that the name has familial importance. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That feels good. Yeah. That, my, like, her family is in her name. My name, Edward, comes from my great-grandfather on my mother's side. Mm-hmm. Renee, my middle name, comes from my grandfather on my father's side. It's cool. And De Maison is obviously my dad's name. So yeah. I've got three generations of men in my name. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's cool. I just recently learned some not-so-savory things about my great-grandfather, Edward. That my mom did not know when she named me. I mean, this is the flip side of naming <laughs> things, like, right? It's oh. like San Francisco mm. is like all a Twitter over renaming their schools. Have you heard about this? Because of the names, the mission pa- fathers, and what, yeah, what? because because there's something unsavory about everybody, especially right. historical characters who sure. like 
lived in different times and behaved in ways that are not okay. Yeah, yeah. But you get you name you know uh, yeah. right. So there yeah there's naming naming after folks is mm-hmm. is tricky I mm-hmm. think. Um. But okay, but so Ramona McKenzie. Ramona McKenzie, I love her name other, so much. Other names that got consideration and did not win out. Yes. Give us, can you give us two? I don't know. You don't want, okay. Oh, because if she you were might... a boy, if she were a boy, I, I was going to name her Quincy. Quincy. Which I love. I love that name. Or Carrie, which is my middle name. Mm-hmm. Um, but somehow I wasn't into Carrie for a girl, but I was super into it for a boy. Okay. She wasn't a boy. So, there she is, Ramona. And I, I sort of, I sort of love, I loved Ramona the most. That was another super exciting part of giving birth is finding out if it was a girl or a boy because right. I didn't know ahead of time. And she came out and I was looking at her and talking to her and holding her and hearing her cry. And there was a moment where I realized I didn't, I still didn't know because it wasn't, the, <laughs> it was like a few minutes later. I love that. I love that. And I was like, oh my God. I said to her, I don't even know if you're a girl or a boy. And my midwife said, you could look. And it was like, oh, yeah, I could look. <laughs> there's some factual evidence. Say, yeah, there's a way to find out. And I was sort of shocked because there was some part of me that was convinced I was going to have a boy. Hmm. Which would have been great. But now that it's a girl, it's like it could never have been another way is how it feels. That's so cool. Now that it's Ramona, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well. That was really a magical. That was a magical moment. You uh, apparently have had many magical moments in the last few months yeah. since this creature's been here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think we said it before in the last podcast, it was like a, uh, what's the word? A benediction of like, go forth, do this thing. Yeah. You've done this thing I now. did it, yeah. So, She's so great. And I like it. it. And she sleeps. And so I'm like, very grateful. Yeah, well, this was our first try. At the podcast, she did fine. She did great. We got a we got a full episode here. Yeah. So, uh, I'm. We'll see. Our intention is to try to do podcast episodes. Yeah. Like going forward, we got a couple new. Well, a couple a couple, guests. A couple guests we want to bring on. Yeah. And we got a couple topics. So we'll see if we can get kicked back into gear. But yeah. it's gonna be a little. We'll see. A little hitchy. Yeah. Here and there, and I'm going on vacation back east to see my family for yeah, two so weeks it'll be so. a few weeks but psyched to get this episode out totally you know. thanks for i want to say like thanks for listening everybody <laughs> it's like yeah and thanks for you know um asking yeah ted no it's great to great to get back into it yeah. and th- thank you to the people who have joined our listening troop our listenership our readership our readership <laughs> in the in the meanwhile because reading in the last since Ramona was born, we've actually had a lot of people come on board. Oh, great! And start listening. So hey, glad cool. to have you with us. Yeah, yeah. So I love it. All right, well, let's let's wrap this up so Ramona can do her thing. Oh, I just want to say, if anybody out there knows people who are considering single motherhood in particular, I am just super happy to. I'm super happy to talk about it. Love it. Yeah, and I I, I love talking about it and and. Um, yeah, so if if you're out there, let me know. The solidarity comes from comes through Lisa as well. Yeah, and especially for people who are thinking about pursuing it without a partner. Mm-hmm. Without a partner, you know, in in a in without the conventional path. How do people reach you? Uh Lisa at monsterbaby.com. Monsterbabypodcast.com. <laughs> ah, 
<laughs> Lisa at monsterbabypodcast.com. Okay, good. Yeah. Right on. Okay, well, uh, blessings to everybody. Blessings to Ramona. Yay. Blessings to Lisa. She blesses Woo. you back. Um, and we'll, see, we'll talk to you next time. All righty. Ciao, everybody. Bye. I'm impressed we snuck it in. I know. I am impressed too. It was a little experiment. See yeah. how it was going to go. <laughs> we might have 30 seconds more. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. A pleasure to have you yeah. with us. And uh, and thanks, Lisa, for providing us with a topic. Oh, hey, yeah. You know, <laughs> thanks for being interested. That was a lot to go through just to get a um, podcast episode topic. Well, yeah, yeah, but, you know, I'm devoted. <laughs> really devoted? Yeah. Wait to see what we do for our next episode, people. <laughs> <laughs> How is it to talk about it? I love it. It's great. Yeah. It feels so big, you right. know. It yeah, feels we, so big. We could just do, like, a 20-hour episode. Yeah. Right. But it's, it's great. I, I'm still loving talking about the, like, my birth stories is exciting to me yeah i don't know how exciting it is to other people so that's my listeners you can let us know we'll see did you like yeah and and you can let us know like uh if you want to hear more about parenting there's one of my favorite podcasts this guy named bill simmons it's a sports guy Mm -hmm. and at the end of several of his episodes with one friend in particular they do parent corner Mm. where each of them shares a story from their trials and tribulations as parents it's usually really funny oh that's nice and uh you know maybe we'll do that where you toss in a little yeah great parent. it doesn't make as much sense for me with my cats yeah but oh hey who knows there may be something yeah uh yeah but let us know if you want more stories of lisa and ramona <laughs> we're gonna include them ramona and her mother yeah glad to have you back with us yeah glad to be back with you yeah and uh tune in uh, again we've got some fun episodes coming up that we're excited to get to and uh, see how quickly it turns around but glad to be with you again yeah have a good one be safe and healthy ciao everybody bye